Here's a theme song, you know it's not a mean song It's a good song, just as it should song American Brews and Tunes Shibbity-beeby-dow! <laughs> I'm sure that came through. I think Just, it did. Uh, drumming with some chopsticks, you know how I be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, what is this? This is episode 137 <laughs> of American Brews and Tunes. American Brews and Tunes, welcome. My name is Stephen Johnston. And my name is Jesse Titus. Now, I am about 90% positive that we told everybody exactly what we were going to be reviewing music-wise. everybody that. Exactly what we were going to be doing, yeah, um, on this episode. I just couldn't remember if we said it on last episode or if it was after we finished last episode i think it was after well <laughs> we probably said it yeah but we'll repeat it again yeah why we're, we're going to be reviewing the sixth album from the band switchfoot oh or oh gravity oh gravity yeah because yeah. there's an exclamation point kind of like that movie mother mother <laughs> it's not when did that movie come out that came out recently right Four years ago, maybe. What uh, was it? A horror movie? Kind of. <laughs> kind of. It's a unique, th- a unique I thriller. Don't... It's a weird movie. Okay. I think it was Darren Aronofsky. Oh, okay. So it definitely probably was weird. It's uh, it's very weird, and the whole mm. thing is a it's very on the nose allegory for the Book of Genesis. Oh, really? Yeah, it's weird. That is strange. Yeah. I'll have to watch that sometime. Yeah, it's 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 interesting, <laughs> to uh, say the least. I won't go into detail. If you're gonna watch it, I won't go into details. You okay, can yeah, yeah. It's I mean, it's pretty on the nose. No spoilers here on American Brews and Tunes ever. Like if you know the allegory, which it, it was pretty like, like every new every like article talks about like that's like their headline is like what the movie's about. Yeah. Um, if you know that going into the movie, like it's as plain as day. Really. If you don't know that, maybe you would never wouldn't pick up on it, but. Okay. I'll let you figure that out. But anyways... Uh, anyway, we're back to about the episode. Oh, Gravity by Switchfoot. And yeah. this is our last episode of Dry January Woo-woo. 2023. Almost uh, almost back to alcohol. Yeah, almost back to the booze. Um, how's it been for you uh, doing Dry January? I mean, it's been fine. I really haven't, like... I haven't it really missed it at all. No, me neither. Uh, there's been, like, a couple times when I was watching, like, a Steelers game, I'd be like, oh, it'd be nice uh, to have a brew. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, though, I feel better. I feel pretty good. It's It's nice to... Kind of like de, take the alcohol out for a little bit just to like let your body refresh. Yeah, give your a, give your liver a break for a little bit. And you've been giving your, I guess your mind a break with the caffeine. Yeah, my mind a break band. with the caffeine. Yeah, no caffeine for a whole month, and I think I'm just gonna continue that too. More power to you. I'm going back. Oh, I, I never left caffeine. So yeah, <laughs> that, this is only, that's Jesse only endeavor. Everyone. Yeah, that is a that is a me only thing. Um, just wanted to see how it went. It's not a bad thing. I don't think it was a little bit it was a little bit rough for the first uh, couple weeks. Little headaches and little headaches felt really tired, but overall, though, I feel like I have more energy now. Feels yeah, good. That's always a good thing. Um, anyway, for the past dry, three dry, dry January episodes, we've been doing mystery brews. Yeah, things that are brewed but aren't non-alcoholic aren't beers. beers. Yes, but are not non-alcoholic beers. Yes. Uh, the first episode was tea. Second episode was kombucha. Third episode was coffee. Yeah. And, and this, episode, this episode is something very cool. And yes. I'm very excited for. It is soy sauce. Soy sauce. Because soy sauce is brewed. Soy sauce 100% is brewed. Um, it is not technically a beverage. It is a condiment. But still, yeah. it's brewed nonetheless. I mean, you technically could just drink it. You could, yes. It probably wouldn't taste that great. You can drink barbecue sauce, too. Yeah. 
That's true. Or Worcestershire, Worcestershire, Worcestershire sauce. You could drink that. Um, um, so we've got a couple. Oh, you want to go over some yeah. info about, about s- soy sauce? I'm just going to give everyone like the Wikipedia page on, on soy sauce. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> because I knew, like, I don't, I don't really know what it's made of. Yeah, I didn't. I mean, either, I, I assume soy, and I knew it was brewed because, like, in Chinese restaurants, it would say, like, it says brewed on the right the container. Uh, but soy sauce uh, is a liquid condiment of Chinese origin, traditionally made from a fermented paste of soybeans, roasted grain, brine, and and then there's a couple big words for some kind of like mold. Oh, okay, um, and is considered. To have a strong umami taste. Ooh, um, which is essentially like salty and taste salty, really good. Yeah, like uh, like umami. Not necessarily like meaty, but like mushrooms are umami. Yep, um, they sure are. It's like not sweet. Yeah, it's like sweet. They're sour. They're salty. There's umami. Yep, um, just like it's a one of the one of the taste. One of the yeah, one of the taste senses or whatever. The thing the the, the, the one of them that your tongue is able to detect. Correct, Amundo. Yeah. Anyhow, traditional soy sauce takes months to make. Um, soaking and cooking is the first step. Soybeans are, are soaked in water and boiled until cooked, and the wheat is roasted, crushed. Um, second crushed. is the koji culturing, which equal amounts of boiled soybeans and roasted wheat from the first step um, form a grain mixture. Culture of the big name for mold. I don't want to read it because I'm going to butcher that. Um, is added to the grain mixture shot. and mixed. Okay. Asparagus. <laughs> <laughs> Oxio. Let me see it. I want to see what the word looks like. There's two of them. You can see asparagilis odes. <laughs> yeah, okay. It's <laughs> asparagilis oratse or something like that. Yeah. Oratse. Mold. Um, mold. It's a mold. That's it, all we need to know. Fungus used for fermenting various ingredients. So they, those are, are um, mixed together and they gather spores. Um, and the mm. next step is the brewing. Which the cultured grain mixture is mixed into a specific amount of a salt brine for wet fermentation with coarse salt for dry fermentation left to brew. Over time, the mold and the soy wheat break break down the grain proteins into a free amino acid and protein fragments, starches, and simple sugars. This is getting way too complicated. I didn't know this was science class. This is getting way too complicated. (laughs) Uh, It brews. How about that? It It brews. brews. Yeah. There Um, are various ingredients that go in to make soy sauce. And then it's pressed and put into Klein Loth. Like linen cloth, like cheesecloth. Yeah. Then it's pasteurized and then it's stored. Okay. So basically, it, it's brewed. Yeah. So we're drinking it for the last mystery brew of ja- of dry January. Yeah. Um, we've got two soy sauces to try because we wanted to make this interesting and not just yeah, plain soy sauce. We wanted a craft soy a craft sauce. Soy sauce. <laughs> um, so so we got our, our regular soy sauce. We've got like the the equivalent of like a Miller Light here. Yeah. Kroger the Light. Kroger brand <laughs> light soy sauce. That's the uh, normal one. Um, me and Becca specifically bought this because the one we had before, I believe, was Target regular, and it was way too salty. Way too salty. Okay. And then the other one, which I am particularly excited about. I am not. Uh, Steve is not very excited about it. It is Trader Joe's truffly soy sauce with natural truffle and mushroom flavors. Um, we have already done the, the pouring of these into two separate bowls. And the mushroom truffle soy sauce has been covered because it's very stinky. Yeah, as soon as I poured it, the entire room reeks. Like it's, yeah. it's. I, th- I think it's it, like if I walked into into this room, I'd be like, did someone let off a stink bomb of like <laughs> just this like 
Like I almost yacked a little because it's <laughs> it's so potent, and I'm not looking forward to this. So I'm I'm on the other end of the spectrum. I'm a little bit stuffed up today, so I can't smell it quite as much. You lucky duck. But the amount that I could smell, I was like, ooh, this smells good. <laughs> so um, fear not, dear listener. We're not just going to be drinking these soy sauces. <laughs> yes, we're going to be <laughs> eating them with some sushi. Yeah, and we we got ourselves some Boston rolls. Mm. Um, has anyone ever tried a Boston roll before? Anybody? Anybody? I don't think I have. I haven't. Um, but it's traditionally made with cooked shrimp, avocado, cucumber, mayonnaise, sushi, sushi rice, seaweed, and fish roe. Fish roe. Looks um, good. Looks so, tasty. It's appealing to the eye. We also have some pickled ginger and wasabi. Yeah. So well, let's. But we should probably just go ahead and try the. Yeah, let's the try the soy sauce. The regular one, yeah. Right. And I specifically picked this roll because it didn't have anything that was like super strong in flavor. So that way we'd be able to taste the soy sauce a little bit okay, more. Okay, sweet. Let's see here. I forgot to say it should be a out. <laughs> we'll do it for the next one. Okay. Wow. We'll this, do it for the... Yeah. We'll do it for the crazy soy sauce. This tastes like soy sauce. You know what? It really does taste like soy sauce. And I mean, it is <laughs> soy sauce. That's good sushi though. Um, Yeah, sushi is really good. Sorry if our chewing sounds are unpleasant for you to hear. Yeah, too bad. Deal with it. Um, the soy sauce is nice. It's salty. It's good. It's kind of got that like uh, dark, like molasses-y type sweet, sweetness to it a little bit. A little bit, yeah. It's in there. And um, it's, it's good, though. Yeah, it's nice. It pairs well with the sushi. Yeah, I, I like it. going to have a little piece of pickled ginger. Um, yep. The pickled ginger is supposed to be like a palate cleanser. supposed to be a palate cleanser, yeah. Yeah, so you just eat them in between bites maybe or... Now, just get ready for this other one, because you'll probably want another piece of pickled ginger as well. Yeah, I'm also going to have a, a, my bottle of water on hand in case I, like, dry heave a little or something. No, yeah, let's 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 really hope that Steve does not puke whenever he tries this. Um, it's been a very long time since I've um, since you've puked thrown from up eating from something? eating something. Yeah, it was the only time I can actually... What was the last time? Um, it was, like, when I was, like... Five, four, five. Oh, really? Yeah, my parents were. Okay, it was a while ago. Had yeah. made. Um, what was it? It was creamed spinach. Oh, okay. And I just like didn't want to eat it because it was a gross vegetable. It just like looked weird to you yeah, as a then, youngster, and you were just like, I know. Like gagged it up all over my plate. <laughs> oh no! And then I thought I hated spinach for like the rest of my life until oh, I. Oh, dude, spinach is great. Until I tried regular leaf spinach, I was like, actually, yeah. it's pretty good. Yeah. I I don't know if I want to try creamed spinach. I, I would give it a go again. Why not? Um, all right, let's, let's anyway, go with this truffle. Let's get this truffle one over with here. I'm going to uncover it for a split second. I to can try smell it. it again. All right. All right. Now, don't forget to say shibbity-beep-a-da this time. All right. As we always say on American Brews and, and Tunes, shibbity-beep-a-da down oh, the gosh. truffle mushroom hash. Yeah, down the hash. truffle hash. I think this is going to be awful. I do not like it. Mmm. That's good. I do not like it. I like it all. a lot. I will never eat this again. Never again? No. Uh-oh. I'm going to have that one only. You can take this bottle to go with you. Because <laughs> okay. if you don't take it, it's going in the garbage. Whoa. That's oh, yeah. a that's a pretty crazy flavor, though. Oh, it fills my it's like sinus. It fills my entire mouth. My mouth. Oh, it is potent. It is very potent, yeah. Oh, man. Um, not bad. It definitely does have like that really um, intense... Like... Uh, What's the word for it? Like sour, gross. briny, <laughs> gross. Yeah, it's really intense. Gross. Um, it's not bad. 
Definitely not. I wouldn't like have this on everything. I wouldn't have it on anything. <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> um, Trader Joe, if you're listening, I am so sorry because I love most everything I have from Trader um, Joe's. Yeah, hit and miss on this one, Trader Joe. Yeah. Now that it's settled a little bit, it is very, very intense. Yeah, I'm putting some pickled ginger in my mouth too. Yeah, I'm going to try to do that too. Mm, I love pickled ginger. Pickled ginger is great. I wouldn't be able to put a, a big old chunk in, in my mouth, but just a, yeah. just a little sliver really goes a long way. Just a little sliver way. is very good, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah, it's like nice and spicy. Um, dear listener, if you are feeling bold and adventurous and you live near Trader Joe's, I wouldn't recommend trying this. Mm. But if you wanted a different soy sauce, go for it. Otherwise, I'd recommend getting a light salt soy sauce. I would recommend trying it. I mean, why not? What, the worst that can happen is you throw up, I guess. Yeah, the worst that can happen is that you don't or like it. Maybe you have a like you a severe up. allergy to it and you die. That could be. You know, now that I'm tasting the regular soy sauce again, that's way better. It really is. Because <laughs> it's not... Yeah, that's way better. Yeah. I, I'm so You might just want to throw that other one away. <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm, I'm telling you, if you don't take it, it's going in the garbage. I'm not going to take it. Yeah, I'm not going to subject Becca to that because... Sure. I would rather have regular soy sauce. Yeah, it, it's just more pleasant. Sorry, craft soy sauce. Not as good <laughs> as regular soy sauce. At least this one. The uh, Kroger Light brand wins here. So it's such a bummer. Trader Joe's, everything else I've had from Trader Joe's. Mm, it's been pretty good, right? Delicious. Yeah. Oh, man, I can still smell it. It's bad. Um, anyways, let's go into Switchfoot, shall we? We shall, yes. Okay. Like I said before, this is Switchfoot's sixth album, and it came out in 2006. Mm-hmm. Um, 2006 was a good year for, for albums. Yeah. Um, and when I say that, I really can only think of one other album that came out. <laughs> Which one? It was AFI's uh, December Underground, and I actually am not a big fan of that album. So maybe okay. <laughs> um, it had Miss Murder on it. Like that's their big Is song. Is that a pretty big song? Yeah, okay. like it, that's their bit. Their, it's hands down their biggest song. Okay. Um, but that for me is when they started like changing their sound up and like going into like a the weird emo vibe even though they're kind of like that horror punk before it's just yeah. it was a switch stylistically i like their album before that um but it came out on june 6th 2006 for 666 Ooh, Ooh spooky that um, was my mom's birthday nice june 6th so she was also celebrating on june 6 2006 but for yep. a very different reason very different reasons yes um, but Switchfoot's album was not released on 666. I don't know what day it was released, but it was released in 2006. Yeah. Um, right after the success of their previous album, Nothing, Nothing is, is Sound. Sound. Yep. Another good album. Um, this album definitely departs in a different, slightly different direction musically, though. Agreed. Um, um, Nothing is Sound was like really, I guess, for Switchfoot, it was heavier. It was more like... A little political, chuggy guitars. Not, a little political. I mean, not this, like anti-flag political, but no, no, no. They Just were more of like commentary about how they how they felt about the about politics in general. In general, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't I mean, like even, a micro. Even this song, a couple songs on it, are definitely have political connotations, but yeah, not not as much. They're as, not overly like "if you government" or like something like that. <laughs> a classic Switchfoot saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, this album was actually planned as a short EP. Initially, oh, really? yeah, they were um, booked some studio time in between legs on the Nothing Is Sound tour. Okay, to do a short EP, and they, I guess, were knocking stuff out. And they're like, I guess we can record some more songs, and this is going That's really cool. well. Um, and I'm glad they did because it, it's a pretty cohesive album, I'd say. It is, yeah. Um, I agree. And they, f- now this is what Wikipedia said, and it had some quotes from them too mm-hmm. uh, that they focused on recording with a little less production and less layers in the past two albums. Instead, focusing on a little bit more of like a throwback sound to their roots, um, 
while still pushing a little bit of an experimental songwriting style. Okay. I can see that. I can um, definitely see that, yeah. I mean, there are definitely moments on here where I'm like, there's a lot of layers th- still to the production. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I will agree that there are definitely much more, like, overarching, more of uh, like a throwback sound, like a stripped back, less electronic layer. You know, like, it's yeah, hard to it's, say that. It's less, less produced, I guess. Yeah. Less, like, little, little things thrown in here or there. Yeah. To, like, add... To the to the entire sound, absolutely. Um, on a personal note, when this album was being promoted, I do remember um, the title track coming out. I remember the music video because they're all like falling all over the place. Yeah, <laughs> I think I remember <laughs> With the, that oh, gravity, too. the song. Yep. Um, and I was like, oh, that's catchy. But I had already like written off Switchfoot because right. of the because nothing of the... is sound encryption debacle. Yeah, yeah, you couldn't. Well, you couldn't like burn the CD. You couldn't rip it to your you computer. You couldn't rip it to your computer. You could yeah. play it on a CD player, but you couldn't import it to iTunes. They were trying to like combat file sharing. Oh man, back whenever we still imported stuff to iTunes from a CD. Yeah, that's crazy. I, I was I had my <laughs> iPod ago, yeah. Nano probably at that point in time, and I wanted to put this this album on my iPod, and I couldn't. Yeah. So I was like, "This is stupid. I'm not listening to Switchfoot anymore." Um, what a mistake that was. Yeah, what a mistake. You um, definitely missed out. But when you, um, the, the two of us and a couple other friends went to go see Switchfoot on the Hello Hurricane tour at yeah. the Chez Arena. The Chez Arena. Uh, what a weird place. Pretty cool, but weird. Little, uh, it's like a roller rink. Yeah, converted yeah. into a music venue. Pretty cool. That was very cool. That was a good show. Yeah, I was blown away, and I specifically remember them playing this song. Mm, okay, yeah. Because um, the Jerome's a piano player, right? Yeah. He did that do 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 and I was like, what yeah. in the world? <laughs> Um, and then I obviously after that um, got back into Switchfoot in a big way. Mm-hmm. Um, I really think the album's awesome. I think there's a, a wide variety of sounds, but like I said before, it kind of is cohesive. It's still, at the same yeah, time. still very cohesive. They do they do jump like in between the sounds. Like you'll get the song the songs like Oh Gravity, where it's like super upbeat and super like catchy and poppy. As far as as far as Switchfoot goes, anyway, mm-hmm. and then you'll have songs like a little bit later that are weird time signatures, a little bit more minor in key, and key, and darker, a little bit darker, yeah. yeah. But shall we jump into the tracks? Yeah, let's jump into the tracks. I think overall, uh, I guess I should talk about. I like I've I've oh, liked yeah. Switchfoot for a very long time. Yeah, Switchfoot is is uh, Switchfoot is my Blink One Eighty Two. To Blink One Eighty Two is to Steve as what Switchfoot is to me. Correct, Amundo. Um, and. Oh gosh, yeah. I don't. I don't think I. I li- didn't listen to this song too much whenever it came or this album whenever it came out. But I think once, uh, once Hello Hurricane came out, and we started listening to it, like going to like went to that show in college. Mm-hmm. Then I went back and like listened to more of Switchfoot, and this album has a a good place in my heart for a couple reasons. Um, one of one of which we'll get to later in, in one of the other songs. All right. Um, but all in all, though, has it turned your heart to gold? No, <laughs> no, it hasn't. <laughs> Never. Um, we'll get but, to that too. Yeah, I guess. we'll we'll get to that later too. But yeah, um, another thing that I've always appreciated about Switchfoot is that they their messages are always very very positive. Yeah. Even even whenever they're like you know you know kind of have a slightly slight negative connotation to them, they in general always have a positive spin or. You know, even if they're dealing with a negative subject, they don't, they're not like negative in like a, I hate this way. Agreed. They're like a negative in, in, I wish that this were different or I wish that this could be changed. And 
that's one thing about Switchfoot that I've always super appreciated. I like that, but and I also like that since they're like they're not like, not a Christian band; they're a band of Christians. Yeah, and like some of that permeates into their music, but I think the overwhelming majority, if you didn't know that they were, yeah, you would I agree. You wouldn't pick up on that. It's just a, like a positive message in their music. Yeah, and a slight um, backstory, I guess. They used to be on a Christian label. Mm-hmm. They used to be on uh, Dove Records or something like that, whatever the old record label was. But then they as a whole band felt like that was um, limiting what they were able to do with their music. And it was like, uh, it was putting them in a box yeah. basically. And this was their last um, major label album. Also, oh, okay. PTF. Yeah. So they formed their After own. After this, they had their own recording studio and they funded all their own recording recording. Yeah. yeah. And then just distributed it through labels. Yes, they did. But anyway, the first song, shall we? First song. Yeah. Oh, title gravity. Track. Um, this was the theme song to The Life of Ryan on MTV. <laughs> really? Yeah. The Life of Ryan. Uh, do you remember Ryan Sheckler? No. He was a skateboarder. Like he, oh, okay. I think he became famous because he was like the youngest professional skateboarder at some point in time. Okay. Um, I think he's in the movie Grind. Did you ever see that? Hmm. As like a like six-year-old skateboarding. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> and like he was like the everyone's like oh he's a cute little skateboarder and then he got like a lot of tattoos and got weird, um <laughs> like before he was eighteen he got tattoos probably, <laughs> what? um but yeah it was it was a reality show I I didn't watch it that much but this and it might have only had one season I can't remember hmm. um but this was the theme song which is strange that is weird yeah I guess gravity they're like oh it says gravity and he's like doing skateboard tricks <laughs> yeah and I mean <laughs> it was like around the right time I guess it just yeah at the right time. Um, but this is a really good song, Oh Gravity. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a more of a straightforward rock song, per se. Yeah, definitely more of a straightforward rock song, Floor to the Floor. Um, and the, I feel like the general message, this is a good example of the general message of uh, of uh, what, what I was talking about earlier about Switchfoot. Is that, like, in general, like, this song is kind of, like, lamenting why we can't, as a human species, like, just get it right. They're like, oh, Gravity, why can't we seem to keep it together? And Especially like, like sons of my enemies, sons of my enemies, yeah. And so like it's like Never they're more all, relevant than today. Yeah, the whole general vibe of the song is like to be, just try to be a better person. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I think. And so then too. like the chorus is like, oh, gravity. And I guess they chose gravity because it's something that everybody experiences. Yeah. Equally, it's it's not something that's a hard concept to understand. Yeah. 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 So, good, really good opening track as well. My favorite part in the song is in the second and third versions of the chorus when mm-hmm. they extend it. The why this tragedy? Why can't we? Yeah. I'm not entirely sure the chord that they hit underneath wow. the under the why this tragedy. Yeah, but just it's like a mm, is that a mm moment yeah. for you? That's a, nice. it's very pleasant. Whatever the heck they did there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, moving on to track number two. Yeah, American Dream. This is the slightly political song. Yeah, and I'm not. And it's not. It's not like not, like like. Not angry political. No, maybe just maybe like Amer- like the, uh, a study of America or maybe the world right now. Yeah, I, w- I would say specifically a study of America for sure. Uh, I think the opening line says everything you need to know about the song. Yeah. Uh, he says, when success is equated with excess, the ambition for excess wrecks, wrecks us. us. Yeah. And they, they kind of go off on that. Even more. I think in the bridge, um, what's he say? Like maybe we've been s- caught singing red, yes. white, blue, and green. Yes. Yeah. Exactly that line. So like bringing in the idea of like maybe we're 
in America. We're more focused on money than anything else, and that's capitalism and materialism. Yeah, capitalism and materialism, which is something yeah. I think Switchfoot actually focuses on a lot. Yeah, I and think they, they do, do on at least one more song on this album. Yes, what Faust, Faust Midas, and myself. That's one of them. Is that one of them that you're thinking of? There's one other one. Sorry, we're both. I'm trying to get this ginger. There we go. Yeah, and I'm putting wasabi into my soy sauce. Ooh, big mistake. <laughs> I love wasabi. Wasabi's um, terrible. But what the heck is that song? It's the one that he says, uh... Well, we'll get to it later. Yeah, we'll get to it later. Um, but uh, it's it's a really good... It's a very catchy song. If you're not even paying attention to the lyrics, uh, I mean, you don't need to if you're... Yeah, the music is, music, but music the music is really, so really catchy. catchy. Yeah, and it's, it's driving, and it's like a really good... Just a rock song. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely is. But yeah, so that's American Dream. Uh, it's a good, a good, a uh, good song, and he's basically saying like, "That's not my American dream." Like, just like making a bunch of money and like having like a bunch of power is not what he's into. Yeah, it is an, an interesting like vocal delivery in the verse, which is kind of mm-hmm. unique. But aside from that, um, I think track number three. This is the first departure from like that poppy for the floor yes. straightforward that's what i was gonna say music um, and this song is called dirty second hands i don't it, i have a hard time trying to classify what the sound is like it's got elements of like like, like indie and western yeah yeah and it's like, dark heavy driving chugging well, yeah, the, uh, the the guitar, the main guitar line, is it sounds D, like or sounds is it like an Western. open tuning? I don't know entirely. I'd have to yeah, sit there with either. the guitar to figure that out. But it's it's not standard tuning. I can guarantee you that. Definitely not. Um, but it sounds really cool, um, and it is interesting with the uh, the time signatures because mm-hmm. in the verses it's definitely like like five four subdivided in like a verse of three four and then two four. Yep. Um, and it's, if you're not paying attention, it doesn't sound wonky. Um, no. Like, it doesn't sound like it's that off. And then I think the chorus is just 3 4. Mm-hmm. Um, but they throw in some other ones and it shifts. And I wonder if that, like, is like uh, about the theme of the song, about like the movement of time or something that you don't can't notice, maybe. Mm. Maybe, um, yeah. John Foreman has a really good quote that I'd like to read if you... Oh, yeah, go for it. Um, he did some interview with a, a magazine, and there's quotes for every single song, so I have quite a few of them. Okay, nice. That'll, that's actually perfect. Because normally, normally we're just guessing at what a song means, and if is. we got a direct quote from the artist themselves, that's perfect. And John Foreman is a very good songwriter, but I think he likes to leave some some room for interpretation. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, so when he gives you like his meaning of a song, it's, it doesn't say it means this, 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 this. It just kind of like shows what inspired him to write it almost. Yeah. Um, but here he says, uh, the machine, the clock, our own hands, the dirty second hand of time is always ticking, bringing us and all that we have worked so hard to achieve closer to the grave in a second hand store. So like double meaning right, on second meaning, hand. Yeah. Um, in I my fight down. with uh, depression, lust, pride, boredom, I found that the biggest challenge is often within me. Uh, the very machinery that I loathe and have fought so hard to defeat, defeat stares back at me from the mirror. The mechanism is always ticking. So it's hmm. interesting. Yeah, I know. I know. In the last album, he was dealing. In the last album, nothing is sound. He was like dealing with like depression and and stuff like that. So this is that's interesting to hear. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that, that seems to cover it, and it is pretty. I, I just like the uh, the two meanings that you can have for second hands. Because when mm-hmm. I like, I didn't think about second hand stores until he gave that. Yeah, it's true. Like people getting rid of something or throwing you out when you're no longer needed. Like in 
like what almost happened to uh, the Toys and Toy Story yeah. four, <laughs> but then they got uh, given to another child. Yeah, secondhand in a very good way. I don't know I why think I that thought happens of Toy in Toy Story. Story three and Toy Story four. Yeah, I don't know why I immediately thought of Toy Story. I didn't want to like great, Toy Story four, but movies. I liked it. I liked it a lot because uh, I think the third one ended so perfectly. But uh, they they just keep doing a good job. Yeah. Um, shall we move on to track number four? Yeah. Uh, this song is Awakening. Back to the driving, four to the floor, poppy rock mm-hmm. song. It was the second single released on the album, but I feel like this is the one that is, sounds like the, this like is the, the one mainstream that, radio hit. Yeah, this is the one that is like remembered, I think. Yeah, and it's it's super catchy. Like It's like stadium rock, anthemic. Mm-hmm. Um, the chorus is massive. Yeah, um, just like it's it's the one that will get stuck in your head that everybody can like bob their heads to. Um, this song has my favorite moment on the album. Oh, really? It's the ascending bass line in the second half of the chorus. Okay, it's like the do 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 do, and then it mm-hmm. kind of comes back down. But it's just uh, his, his brother's name is Tim, right? The, the Tim. bass player. Yep. He always adds like really nice bass parts that yeah he does. You wouldn't necessarily expect to hear, and they're not like straightforward. He had just it's like some thoughts put into it, uh-huh. um, and this song definitely is is in there. Just such um, a good baseline. I guess we could say the members of the band now, because um, this is the full band finally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is the full band. John Foreman. John Foreman is the lead the lead singer, mm-hmm. uh, guitar, and then Tim Foreman, his brother, is bass, and I think he does some harmonies too. Chad Butler is on the drums, and he's a drummer that, like, he's not super flashy. But all of his drum beats are really solid and really like well done to where you it's, it's like the drum beat that you don't even notice is there. Yeah. And it's, because it's because it's like keeping time and it's keeping time it's very so well solid and really well. There are complexities that he adds that you don't notice until you like specifically pay attention to the drums. Yeah. 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 And then there's uh, Jerome. I think I believe his last name is Fontamelis. Fontameus. Not sure how you uh, pronounce it, but he plays uh, rhythm guitar and keyboards. And I believe he also sings. And then Drew Shirley, when he was still in the band, he does lead guitar. I think he's taking a ter- a, at least a temporary break for now. Yeah, a temporary break for now, as, as, as far as I know. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Um, uh, Awakening, though. Another quote We're from John Foreman. Awakening. I just like this because he references Jeff Tweedy. Okay. Um, he says, how quickly I am lulled back to sleep. And there's an exclamation point. So, how quickly I'm lulled back to sleep. Lulled back to sleep. Um, how quickly I forget. Mm-hmm. In one of my favorite Wilco songs, Jeff Tweedy sings, quote, You know I would die if I could come back new. End uh, quote. Perhaps to truly be re- reborn, death is not optional. Here's a first-hand story about new life. It always starts at the bottom. That's Man. from Yankee Hotel Foxtrot. The only Wilco album I've ever listened to. It's a great album. Yeah. And I guess if that does I take us full circle on Cruising Tunes, because that was a review, right? That was a review, yeah. Um um, but yeah, no, there's a, the way, yeah, so, so like that's another part of how, how John Foreman kind of works in his faith as a Christian into the music without being overtly um, religious about it. Yeah, it's it's not a CCM you know. song, but it's in there somewhere. Yeah, it's always in there. Yeah. Um, track number five, which is called Circles. Circles, another um, departure from the normal... Um, sound. The normal sound, yeah. yeah. But... It's a similar theme, I'd say, uh, of being like hands. in that and also awakening of like being in a rut. Mm, yeah. 
but not awakening, in I'd say. Circles. Like kind of being a little bit more in that like apathetic stage. Yeah, he just talks about the one of the oh the, the best part in the bridge whenever he builds spinning, spinning, spinning. Mm-hmm. He in really circles. Yeah, he just talks like, about spinning in circles. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a five four in the verses, six four in the chorus, which is kind of fun. Yeah. With that offset timing. Um and I think the verses kind of sound like an earlier Switchfoot vibe. It's just the verses. Mm. Uh, the chorus, not so much. Yeah. But the verses kind of have that, like maybe what you would hear on the first couple Switchfoot albums. Okay, yeah. Just sound. Sound um, So it's kind of a, an interesting song, but it's a really, really good song. Yeah. It uh, is a good song. I like it a lot. On to track number six? Yep. The song is called Amateur Lovers. Amateur Lovers. Um, with amateur friends. More poppy, more fun sounding. Yep. Song about uh, needing love and being bad at giving and, it. And not being very good at, at, it, at it. Yeah. Because you're amateur. Until the end when he's like, professional. Professional. So maybe if he's studying, maybe he's not professional. Like if with all the stuttering. Professional. Um, very catchy, though. Yeah, it's super um, catchy. And I do have another quote here about this song. Okay. Oh, that we... I love how he, like, phrases all these things. Like, it's oh. not... Oh. <laughs> oh, that we know how to love each other well. Here's a song that elaborates on the title track with another set of social physics questions. We all need love so badly. It's how we were made, and yet we're so bad at loving one another. It's yeah. our attempt to put another matter of grave consequences in the skin of a pop tune. Hmm. So I mean, Dang. It's really like, he puts it together uh, he so puts well. It, put nails it on the head or yeah, uh, whatever other phrase you want to use for that. Nails it on the head is a perfect phrase. Yeah. <laughs> you, don't, you don't need to pick another. That's it. <laughs> Um, shall we go on to a more interesting song, in my opinion? Yeah, yeah, this is this is a very interesting song. Yeah, no, track number seven is called Faust, Midas, and Myself. Yeah. Starts off by talking about waking up from a dream. And the, the song is like, the dream. Last night, yeah. Um, don't really, the, the song is very vague, but I, do you I, have a quote about this one? Um, I don't, oh, but shoot. I think the dream is him going to meet Faust. Or like he encounters Faust, Faust. is who is Faust? Um, I didn't look him up, but they talk about at least on Genius that he was had like sold his soul for like pleasure in life, or, like oh, okay. experiences. And then Midas and is Midas. Midas, Midas is touch. Gold. Yeah, everything he touches turns to gold. To gold. Yeah. Um, so like Faust is trying to get John Foreman to like join him. I guess like look at all you can experience. Yeah. Um, and and Midas is like I think look at all the wealth you could have. So I think he meets Faust, and then it seems like in the second part he becomes Midas. Like he's like everything yeah. is gold. Yeah, because he, he gold. talks about like waking up from a dream next to as as a golden man. Yeah. Um, but then the line that kind of brings it all together is that when he says a heart that's made of gold can't really beat it all. Yeah, it's true. Beaten. Mm-hmm. Oh, I do have a quote about this. <laughs> oh, you do? Okay, cool. Yeah. I just didn't write down that I have a quote. I just happened to have it. Okay. Um, two mythologies and the truth. Or more specifically, a man who makes a deal with the devil, a man who has the touch of gold, and my own personal struggles. Mm-hmm. Uh, C.S. Lewis has a lot to say about mythology. On one occasion, he said that, that he writes fantasy to get past the watchful dragons of religion. That's why I write music, because our minds are so often closed that even the truth can't fit in to set us free. This story is about yeah. following the fantasy and seeing where it leads. Sometimes the dreams turn into nightmares in a million ways. I know firsthand that the taste turns sour 
very mm. quickly. Yeah, I really, I really like that uh, when he what, what C.S. Lewis said too, and I think I think Tolkien even said something similar to that, to where like you need, uh, you need fantasy, to like try to get through because like the, people already have so many notions of like what religion is or so many ideas of of what something is x he, x or y or a he called it the dragon of religion so the dragon of religion yeah and it's like uh so you need you need something that's not connected to it so like i think i think he is completely right in saying that that's, that's what he's doing with his mute with their music yeah is like cutting cutting down the dragon of religion i agree uh, completely other than the theme the song sounds like really unique too it's like that yeah. weird like a solo guitar and a vocal and maybe some like synthy strings and very light percussion for the first third of the song and then like the band comes in yeah um yeah really cool song all these allegories of these two stories into his own personal struggles really really well written i think um track number eight is called head over heels parentheses in this life this song seems more like a straightforward just pop song about loving either friends or family or a, or a specific person. Yeah. I mean, John Foreman says it best in this quote. <laughs> <laughs> this is an honest love song. Um, love is not a silk flower, always bright, with artificially whitened teeth and a fake tan. No, love is a fight. Love is what happens when you've been hurt and you want to quit. Love is mm. what happens when you decide not to. Love is not the beginning of the story, but the ending. Perhaps the 30-minute sitcom has done a disservice to the sheer magnitude of what love is. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would uh, completely agree with him. The, the sitcom and also the um, Hollywood version of love or whatever else. Like the storybook version of love, too, has, has done a, a disservice, I think, Absolutely. most likely. Um, and it is, it's just a nice love song when you kind of go through and listen to it. Yes. I'm, pro- I'm assuming written for his wife. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but really, really good, really catchy. Um, but moving on to track number nine, um, which is called Yesterdays. Yesterdays, yep. This is a song that I was referencing earlier about being, uh, I listened to this song quite a bit whenever my, uh, my dad's mom died, my mm-hmm. grandma, in 2014. Because mm-hmm. um, this song is about a funeral. Yeah. Like, like losing, li- losing literally. somebody. Talk about uh, what the black cars and the black the flowers, and the black ties. Yeah, black ties. Yeah, it's a hundred percent about that. Um, it's a sad song. It is. Uh, it I leaves, think it is a very sad song. It leaves a lot of like interpretation for hope, but it's yeah, it's it's, mm-hmm. it's a lot of imagery about the the passing of of someone close. Yeah, it talks about remembering you like yesterday. I still can't believe you're gone. Yeah. Um, musically, um, this song is very interesting because they mm-hmm. switch keys in the verse and the chorus. Yes. Um, Jesse and I were trying to figure it out, and I think we did. I think we kind of kind did. of. We figured out that I, we think it's A major for one of them. Yeah, A major's the um, the chorus, and I don't know what the verse is, but there's an E major that pivots into the chorus, and it sounds so nice. Yeah, when he hits that that shimmery bright e major by itself and it brings you into the chorus yeah. it's really nice um moving on to track number 10 burnout bright burnout bright um faster song to bring us back from the last few because they, they kind of had a little bit more like a, of a contemplative yeah slower feel mm-hmm. um, which was fitting um but this one picks it up it's more poppy and rocky like uh some of the earlier songs on the album mm-hmm. Um, the chorus, I mean, is on the nose. Before I die, I want to burn up, right? Yeah, just a song about 
living life to the fullest. Yeah. It seems like. Don't uh, fall into I mean, apathy. Yeah, you've only got one one life, so don't waste it. Yeah. Recurring theme this means to me on this album, and I think a lot of Switchfoot songs in general. In general, yeah, yeah. really catchy song. Yep. Um, track number eleven is called Four Twelve, uh, but like I the, think like it's, the time. I think it's actually Four One Two, a reference to the area code of Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah, Four One Two, baby. You're probably right, Steve. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, they wrote that after visiting the Chess Arena, probably. <laughs> Even though this came out before we saw them there. Well, maybe they played before they, there. They know. could have. Yeah, you're right. It's possible. You're right. Um, it's a faster <laughs> song again. Uh, hard to describe the vibe on this song. It's mm-hmm. like kind of bouncy. It kind of, it kind of reminds me of um, one of the later songs on The Beautiful Letdown. Um, gosh, what was that song called? Adding to the noise. Adding to the noise. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Because like I think that bouncy, I think that's dancing. what it is. Yeah. Like that. It kind of reminds me of that song specifically. And or I wouldn't necessarily call them cheesy, but they kind of are a little bit more like that campy, campy almost. earnestness. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, but this song, uh, I have another really good quote, um, and this was the one that I, I mentioned that kind of deals with materialism again. Okay. Yeah. Um, and he says. Another musical thesis on the subject of materialism. <laughs> um, I've heard it said we are souls and we have bodies, and yet our physical world is always hungry, always thirsty, always watching, always listening. It gets to the point where I begin to believe that we, uh, that all we are and that all of our dreams are nothing more than material. The mm-hmm. love of fear and pain, justice, are material. It's nonsensical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is like a, a direct quote from the song, pretty much. Literally, that's like how the, the chorus ends. It's, it's nonsensical. Um, yeah, I mean, that's a that's a really interesting thought. Because I would slightly agree with him that, especially with how, I, just life in America, I guess. Like you watch, you know, something that's popular, like a TV show, or you, like football's happening right now. And like you watch that and like, Pretty much like every advertisement and like every thing about that is it's all is all material based. All commercialism. Yeah. And so I mean even like even movies are like with product placement and stuff like that and you don't even realize that you're being yeah. sold stuff. And just like advertising in general is one thing that I, I very much do not like. Yeah. How, how manipulative it is to yeah. into essentially telling you what is important or telling you what you what, want. Yeah. It's uh unavoidable but it's uh, important to be aware of it's not well it is unavoidable right now but it's not it's not set in stone though no it it could be changed it could be um moving on to the last song on the album this song is called let your love be strong kind of an outlier i would say so Um, i would actually say that this almost sounds like a john foreman solo song yes it could have fit on onto one of his eps probably i think i think you're right um, but I agree with you. It's but a, another another song about, I mean, the same thing that the, the entire album has been about. Yeah, it it fits in the it fits the theme. it fits in completely well. Yeah, um, really nice finger pick acoustic guitars I've been mm-hmm. there. Um, another quote here. It's my last quote because this is the last song. Um, he says, "My wife's favorite song. This one means a lot to me." Quote, maybe I'm just idealistic to assume that truth could be fact and form, that love could be a verb, that maybe I'm just a little misinformed. Maybe End quote. I wrote this one after a long walk in the early morning before the sun came up. I was sitting out by the train tracks halfway between the ocean and the freeway. When everything in your life falls apart, you begin to realize what's worth holding on to and who's got a hold of you. Let the world fall apart. Dot, dot, dot. All of my life res- re- rests 
upon the love that created every breath I've been giving. So almost mm. like a, um, almost I'll say like a, a similar theme to if the house burns down tonight. Yeah. Like kind of saying like if everything else is gone, you, you are left with what's truly important. Uh, yeah. Love and, and others, you know. Definitely. Yeah. I think I agree with you on that. Yeah. Really, really a nice, a nice song. It, it, it is weird because it legitimately sounds like a John Foreman solo song, but it's a good way to close the album, I think. Yeah, I think so too. Um, yeah, I just, I really like the, the his word choices. Mm-hmm. Like he, you know how John K. Sampson, um, the singer for The Weaker Thans, for those who do not know, yeah. um, how he is able to like paint a picture really well with words. Yeah. And like you get like a sense of of like where you where he's at and like what he's thinking. It's also interesting just to expand upon that how he paints a picture on a song that was based on a picture that was painted. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> Sorry. Um Sun in an Empty Room. Yeah. Yeah, that song. And Night Windows. Um like I, I just think like this song is a really a really good way or a really good example of how he paints an emotion or like paints a feeling. I agree. Like with the line in this world of news, I found nothing new. I found nothing pure. And then like a little line like uh, says, as the dead moon rises and the freeways, the freeways sigh. Like he talks about the freeways sighing, which I think is really cool. Um, Let the trains watch over the tides in the mist. I just, I, I really like his writing style. I mean, th- that's exactly how, what he explained when he was talking about what inspired the song, like being between the yeah train tracks in the the uh, ocean and just kind of looking at stuff yeah really good songwriter it's got i that, agree i don't remember the song entirely but on his new solo album it's like red and gold or something red it's, and gold yeah it's about like the lights that you see on the highway coming and going mm-hmm. it's just a, a good imagery and really well written that's a good word for it he's really good at using imagery yeah to and convey his point you don't have to have that for good songwriting but it makes for a good songwriter yeah definitely um, I was about to. That's like, it. Like normally, it's this we're is about the part to, like, where we say like, like "What's right. your final thoughts on your bevy?" But well, why don't we chug this soy sauce? <laughs> no, well, mine has some wasabi floating around, so it would be yeah. it would be something else. And I'm not about to take the lid off of this uh, truffle. No, we're gonna sauce. have to bring those outside and dump them out in the in the garbage or I think something. It will kill the, the grass. I'm just it gonna have to put grass. it down the garbage disposal. Oh yeah, that's probably a good idea. Ugh. But anyway. Um, Check out that Switchfoot album if you haven't, or yeah. just check them out in general if you haven't. Agreed. I remember uh, in seventh grade, whenever they uh, they were pretty big with uh, the beautiful letdown, and or I guess they came out in two thousand one, so that was in like fourth grade. Mm-hmm. But I remember a moment in seventh grade when I was in a history class, and that song came out on the radio, and people were like, "Oh, this song is so terrible," and I was like, "Shut up, guys." Meant to live. Yeah. What? I was like, shut up, guys. This song's awesome. <laughs> I was like, everyone I do love that song. Those <laughs> people were idiots. <laughs> I know. But I remember that, and I was like, oh, man, come on, guys. That was my introduction to Switchfoot, because I my Meant guitar... Live, yeah. It was when that song came out on the radio. Uh, my guitar teacher taught it to me, and I had to wait for the album to come out so I could buy it on CD and practice. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, classic. Anyways, I'm not sure what next episode's going to be about, but there we'll will be booze. Yeah, there will be alcohol. Yes. Instead of there will be blood, there will be booze. <laughs> yes. I um, am an honest man, and I am a booze man. <laughs> <laughs> I drink your <laughs> beer. <laughs> like, uh, if, you, uh, if you, dear listener, participated in uh, Dry January, 
let us know. Yeah, give us a shout Hit out. Hit us up on Instagram or, I don't know, we, we're on Facebook too, right? We're on all of the social things. Even Twitter? Oh, yeah. We don't do much of anything We don't do anything we on Twitter. We have one, yeah. so go on. Instagram's probably the best bet. Yeah. Or Facebook. Yeah, we if you did dry over. January, let us know how it went. Yeah. It went pretty well for us. And uh, thanks for tuning in. We'll have something interesting next week. Shamalama ding dong. <laughs> yes. Shamalama. Here's a theme song. You know it's not a mean song. It's a good song, just as it should song. American brews and tunes. Shibbity beep